Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, where you get comics, pop culture, and sports. And we are finally, finally getting back to the comic book side after about seven or eight different uh, football episodes that we've been doing. Uh, I believe the last time we got back on the comics was our Venom review, which, man, that was like in October. So it has been a while for the comics, but we are getting back to it right now. Uh, joining me today to talk Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse is Brandon Fleet from the Movies Ruin My Life and the Exploding Earths podcast. How's it going, Brandon? I'm good, man. How are you? Not bad. Good to have you on. So, uh, spoiler alert. We'll say that up front. We're going to be <laughs> spoiling the fuck out of uh, out of Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Um, let's just uh, get right into it. Let's kick it off. Um, what were your overall thoughts and feelings on, on Into the Spider-Verse? Uh, well, joy. <laughs> mm, fair. Yeah, you know how relieving that is to say about a, a Sony uh, Spider-Man property. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I was thinking about that. We, I, I took the two boys. We went, and uh, it was funny because we're sitting there, and we're there so early, and we got the popcorn and the candy. And we're doing the whole thing, and uh, the movie is it just comes up. You see the Sony Pictures logo come on the screen, and uh, and the little one says. Uh, I have to poop. So, <laughs> so I missed the first like five minutes of the movie. Just the whole, the first, just setting up that uh, mechanism of let me, you know, take it back, tell you the whole story. I'm Peter Parker, blah, 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 that thing. Yeah. Uh, so we that just, was the Chris Pine voice where they, they ripped through about like 30 years of history. In yeah. 30 exactly. seconds. It's so good. <laughs> so, you know, I didn't, I didn't get that energy. So when we came back in, it, we were already at Miles, and you know, we he was getting his footing as a character in the story, and uh, and I was a little bit, you know, off until Peter of that world shows up, uh, of the Ultimate Universe uh, shows up, and 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 then the way that they were interacting, and the way that the boys were laughing, and then I started laughing; it became infectious. And and then it just became such a wonderful experience that you know this movie could have been about peanuts and I wouldn't have cared because it's just so well written. It's like it it just happens to be a great comic book animated film. It you know, but it didn't need to be. It's just I feel a great deal of joy about going to see the movie. You know, that's it. That's all I got to offer. What about you, man? <laughs> I I I liked it. I I. I I, I absolutely liked it. I enjoyed it. It's funny that you missed the, uh, that you say you missed the first five minutes of the podcast or of the podcast, Jesus, of the <laughs> good start, Matt, of the, of the movie, because I saw the first five minutes of the movie twice because I went to the first show in, uh, that they had up here in Barrie, uh, which was on five o'clock on a Thursday. That was the first, the, the first, uh, first showing. And the audio was was effed in the theater for about the first five to ten minutes of the movie. So rather than just fixing it, they fixed it, but then rewound the movie for like even though we were about we we were up to the part where they were going through uh, Miles Morales got to class and 
you know, the the projector's going on and he says something like, well, Einstein said that time is relative, so maybe I'm early and you're all late or something like that. <laughs> like, it was around that part that they rewound it back to the beginning and we got to hear, like, the Post Malone song for the second time and, and <laughs> go through the whole thing. But it was good because the audio was completely screwed. Like, when he was driving to the... Uh, uh, when the thing where he was driving with his dad into uh, into school, we could only hear one half of the conversation because um, like, the, the way it was framed in the movie, the dad's on the right side, and Miles Morales is on the left side in the back seat, right? So all of the Miles Morales dialogue was coming out of the left side of the, the theater, like all of the, the speakers on the left side, which were <laughs> not coming through. But so we would hear his dad talk and then they would stop and miles morales would just be like <laughs> and then his dad would be like oh yeah that's real you know and then be like oh man this is this sucks <laughs> and it just it was it was not good and luckily they were like whoops and then they just rewound the film so i got to watch the first 10 minutes twice and it was pretty funny because they gave us a uh, a voucher for one free movie so i'm gonna get to go see aquaman <laughs> this week for uh for for free or or, or or at least for uh, for whatever ticket so that was pretty Unless funny you want to upgrade to the 3D butt vibrating spray yeah. face. Oh, the, yeah. the, the, the D-box it here in... in uh, no, I did that for... for I don't know. I, I need like a special occasion. Something a little bit bigger, even though I think this Aquaman movie is getting some decent buzz, but uh, I don't I don't want to tail too far off, because you know what? You and I will probably be back this time next week talking Aquaman, so... It won't be me. Paul is going. No? I'm, oh, I'm skipping on this one. You know, I... Oh. at least for now i'm not gonna hit the right. theaters when it first comes out um you know i don't want to go off it like i've loved spider-man since i was born mm -hmm. you know there's there's video of me holding spider-man comics wearing spider-man mm -hmm. masks when i'm like four years old uh, there's documented proof of my love for batman spider-man and the hulk aquaman doesn't run as deep and uh paul is pretty excited about the way that film looks so she's gonna do that one so maybe i'll see if she'll be willing to to swing by and chat with you yeah hopefully hopefully the decent buzz will uh yeah if it's if good then i'll go printed. back with the kids again yeah. or you know kidnap nick or something here's here's my take on into the spider-verse yeah let's get into this let's stop they talking do, about our movie going experience yeah they do so much based on faith of their audience in this film and yeah. they explain they explain so little and do much and just do so much based on faith that it made me think that um dc animated and warner brothers should just start releasing all of their dc straight to dvd straight to blu-ray straight to stream and whatever they should just start releasing those in the theaters because well, this movie should, is doing yeah. so well and it's doing but like they got to start marketing them as as big time movies and maybe getting some some uh, some actual people to do voices because that is basically what this movie is it is basically the the most expensive you know straight to dvd script for these you know comic book type movies that we've got so far and it just it worked and and all they did was they put a little bit of marketing behind it in 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 sony's case and and shell out for a few uh few voice actors and yeah. then all of a sudden the movie had a little bit of cadence but in terms of like stuff that they explained to you they, they, they basically give you nothing. They're just like, you know what it is. It's Spider-Man. Just enjoy the shit out of it, right? Like, not only is it Spider-Man, it's nine Spider-Men, and in some cases, some Spider-Girls and women, right? And yeah. it's like, just go. What do you care what the plot is, right? Like, oh, man. Like, I, I just, I, I, I loved how much was taken just based on faith. Yeah. I would completely agree with that. I, I think, you know, it's funny. 
I've recently revisited the X Men animated series, uh, and like and he's like no 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 exactly the one that actually worked, the one that yeah. was the phenomena that mm-hmm. birth or phenomenon that birthed the X Men craze you know, mm-hmm. for our generation, you know, um, and it's funny because when you when you read up on what everyone says behind the scenes everyone that worked on it from you know the the people who did the music to the people who uh did the opening credit sequence to the people that did you know the uh wrote the show and developed the show from you know on fox's side and saban's side and all this you know what i mean Uh, everyone says that they made a show really on an adult level and didn't worry about it um because kids are smart and kids are smarter than and adults in terms of what how they can absorb media and how they can absorb content. They're able to process it in a different way, and and they're more accepting of information. So you know, with that knowledge, if you try and make something for a kid, nine times out of ten you will inherently fail. It's why, say for example, you see those commercials for Nerf guns or something like that. It's never a kid playing with it it's like a teenager playing with it because they're targeting the kid demographic and i think that's Mm -hmm. what this movie did they went and they made a movie that you that was for spider-man fans and and as a result they got a movie that's gonna inject a ton of kids into one this new miles morales book which i read the first issue of this week and it is great it's not like great great but it's got some it's got a really strong footing and could do some amazing things and also the the marvel action book uh, that's IDW is doing now. Uh, that the first issue just came out uh, this month. So the you know they're 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 going to create this huge um, influx to the market where they can one at Sony build out this universe with the characters and properties that they do still have from the Marvel stable, and and two they're they're building future audiences to keep taking their money and you know it, it, yeah. and also helping marvel do the same and creating the cyclical process and that's great because that's what for you and i i know we've talked off air you know in person a lot about the fact that there's not enough or at least there wasn't enough being done to stimulate young readers the way that it was in our generation and even more so in generations previous to ours you know so this movie is a breath of fresh air in that regard, you know, uh, because think about it, like most of the stuff that we know about Spider-Man, it, it, or at least as a basis, very much came out of, say, for example, the the 90s cartoon and the cartoons that preceded that, you know, and then we built that knowledge around the books that we could get our hands on and, you know, you know that kind of stuff, right? To the point where now we, you know, we have this satiating desire to just like delve into Peter Parker's life no matter what he's doing. Or, you know, we have no problem accepting Miles Morales or uh, Miguel, what's his name? The 2099 guy. Um, Miguel O'Hara. Yeah, there you go. Uh, who did you catch? Which, oh my God, him? was, oh, uh, it was Oscar Isaac yeah. was, was voicing it. I, heard. I, I didn't know it when I... Uh... <clears throat> I remember I, going I through that guy's voice right away. Well, they, they credited him as uh, like when the credits came up, I did notice that it said Oscar Isaac and it said Oscar Isaac as interesting person. Number one. And, <laughs> and, and, and I was like, what the hell? I don't know. And I remember thinking, I don't remember hearing Oscar Isaac's voice. And then uh, I was just so 
fan, I, I fanboy geeked out so hard that because uh, it said Nuevo York, right? And I the yeah, second you know, it said right Nuevo away. York, I was like, ah! even though I don't like that book, <laughs> like, right? yeah. Like, I think I, I I literally went to that audible high pitched fan fanboy squeal where I was just like, ah! <laughs> it's yeah. just spot. And then all of a sudden, Spider Man twenty ninety nine was there, and the whoever the other girl was was like, that, that's uh, his AI. AI Lila, right? Like yeah. Lila was like, "Hey, Miguel," and I was just like, "Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god!" And then when they just went to the like uh, making fun of that meme, I was just like, "Oh god, please it's let so this good. loop." And yeah, I was like, "Please let this loop for the rest of my life." Yeah. <laughs> and I was just Unfortunately, like... <laughs> I also missed that in the theater because the other one had to pee. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh god! And like, if you, uh, the other like big thing was, you get to hear like the full version of Chris Pine's weird like Spider-Man Jingle Bell song, <laughs> which is. <laughs> Oh, just comical. Just absolutely comical. I mean, it was, God, it was, this was really good. I just, like, from, from, I mean, it's an absolutely gorgeous movie. Just the the cell shading and the animation that they used and, and, like, everything down to, like, character design and the, the, I could not believe that they used the, the Bill, God, I never know how to pronounce this guy's last name, but the, the Bill, what is this? Sinkovich? Sinkovich. That's that's how you pronounce that name. Yeah, the Bill Sinkovich. I'm glad someone knew how to pronounce it. Uh, oh Bill, yeah, don't I love take Bill a Sinkovich. Come on, we're both X oh, yeah. kids. What the fuck? We just yeah. Well, absolutely. <laughs> I just never. I, there is over 250 uh, episodes He's worth done, of yeah. evidence of me not pronouncing names properly. Oh, so okay, I hope yeah, Sinkovich doesn't take it. Per, uh, doesn't take it personally. But like well, we his both version of Mark Miller wrong all the time. Yeah, Mark Millar. Uh, I what think was it, it's uh, Miller. I've heard him Either say, way. hello, my name is Mark Miller. And we both say Millar all the time. Anyway, back to the show. I've already forgotten how to pronounce his name. Anyway, Bill and <laughs> Cabbage. Just using his version, that, that weird version with the giant body and the tiny head That's version so of the cool. Kingpin from from Daredevil Love and War. And it was just like, I was just like, man, I can't believe they did that. And it was actually one of my, like... It's actually one of my least favorite designs, but it makes sense in that medium of yeah, how yeah. he of how he drew love and war, right? It just, it made perfect sense in that, but and it somehow fit into into this movie. It was just like my god, that I can't believe they went with that, but it, it just it's so brilliant for this, and it really made him look menacing against uh, the backdrop of this version of Miles Morales. And to go back to a point that you made earlier. Um, Miles Morales, I think, is going to become the most popular character of 2019 for any comic book fan. Let's see, between the ages, of like basically that that tween age, yeah. so from like from like eight to thirteen, I think he's going to be easily the most popular character for the next for the next year at least, may or at least unless Captain Marvel really knocks it out of the park. But I just I still think that Miles Morales character is just going to be so identifiable for those young tween. Yeah, well, actors. you know, it's it's great, you know, and we've loved Miles for oh. Absolutely. So long. Like, that's the thing. I can remember, you know, that there was this big, um, when they did the all new, all different thing, uh, outcry from a lot of, uh, Ultimate Universe fans, um, that, uh, you know, like, don't, don't put Miles in this. Like, don't, don't include Miles in, in, in this all new, all different. Yeah. You know, rage because it's not fair. Well, I don't want to. I'm just sorry to interrupt. I don't want to tell tales at a school, but allegedly, allegedly, there were rumblings that when uh, Sony told uh, Marvel, yes, you can use Spider Man, but he has to be the W H I T E yeah. Spider Man. He can't be. He can't be any of the other ones. He's got to be. He's got to be white. Yeah. And uh, 
again, don't know if that's true, but that's something I heard from people who have an ear to the ground and that sort of thing. So, yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Because so. I would have went with because I would have went with Miles Morales, honestly, in 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 the in the Marvel uh, cinematic well, because universe. they're basically doing him. Like yeah. everything about Peter mm-hmm. in in the Mar- in the MCU is mm-hmm. is real. Well, much much of the MCU, like the the cinematic universe as i know that's what that acronym stands for okay um is is the ultimate like would be sam jackson obviously yes you know um where are we here there's tons of stuff um technically uh even cap's lore is closer to that because he was never like he's not he was never a cop in the mcu and this sort of Mm -hmm. thing right like everything is kind of distilled down to more of what they were able to do with with the ultimate universe to kind of you know um, allow people to, to jump off, um, fresh, but yeah, I, I, I really loved, like you were saying how they blended aesthetics here. And one thing that I noticed is that they used a lot of, um, I don't know if they're filters or what they are, but they used a lot of, um, very, um, almost like visually minimal, uh, overlays. I felt like on a lot of the, 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 shots or not shots but on a lot of the scenes to kind of blend all of these spider-men and women who are very different aesthetically um you know together i i noticed that you know kind of uh old school comic you know um ink blot style look to a lot of scenes it was just kind of laid over uh, which i quite liked and it just that the colors were so vibrant and so lively they didn't they took so many risks and they all paid off because again they weren't being condescending like you said as well um and and they they did they didn't um pull the punches on on jokes uh either visually or uh you know in the dialogue, but they also didn't lay them on too thick. You were able to feel, you were able to breathe with the story. So, you know, like I, it's a, it's a pretty damn good movie. Like I would put this, I know that it's really soon after the film came out. So maybe it's an unfair assessment and you'll probably laugh at me for saying this, but in terms of enjoyment, I think I like this going to the theater and seeing this as much as I did when I was, you know, 10 or not even like seven years old and going to the theater to see Batman mask of the phantasm. Like, Mm. I think it was that level of experience. And I, it certainly was for my guys, like for my kids, like it was, you know, they were like, they were fucking fist pumping and shit in the theater, which is, um, embarrassing. No, it was, it was great. (laughs) (laughs) Put your hands down. Yeah. So it was good. Uh, yeah. Well, I was definitely going to ask you to rank this where where you felt uh, this ranks amongst all the uh, all the Spider-Man films pro- uh, and properties, and I'm going to include Homecoming in this one, not just the Sony ones. Where where you, where does this stand for you? Just a hot take off the top of your dome. Hmm. Okay. Um, as a Spider-Man purist, mm-hmm. I I would say that it's. Um, it's closer to the top, maybe in a two or three spot. Mm-hmm. There are there were some glaring, um, not glaring. There were some little things that were inconsistent. You know, uh, as far as Miles' character goes, obviously, like his best friend since childhood and his roommate is is 
or at least as I got it, but again, I missed the first five minutes of the movie, is someone who in this film he's never spoken to. Yeah. So that was slightly problematic for me uh, as a Spider-Man purist, but like who would, <laughs> who would fucking care about that? And also um, in terms of like this, the the, the Spider-Verse kind of crossover that it's based on, the, the new one, by the way, from what I read of it is fucking great. Um, mm. But the, the old one, I remember, uh, or the first one, I should say, hold, uh, the first one, uh, I remember Peter Parker being kind of a douche, and I and I really <laughs> kind of liked that they made him really, really lovable in this. Like, they made him so much of, a, of an asshole in the first Spider-Man event, uh, like, crossover event that they did with Miles and all that, that, that Miles, like, led the charge on, on this story like the more the one that yeah. they're still going on right now right spider geddon is that was called mm-hmm. uh I yeah so. I, guess, I guess i should i should know comic book show podcast guy just <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah like um i i don't know like i i really like i feel like i felt the right way about characters um yeah and and gwen was great you know maybe oh, more, like fair. a little more edge to her um you know maybe like would they have would they have lost any time if, if like, I like how in the book she's got a prison too, you know, mm-hmm. in her book. I don't know why they're doing this whole pushing the ghost spider name. Like, I who cares, right? But um, yeah, and the, yeah, that that design too with to go more ghost spider. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, but uh, you know, this this movie did a great thing uh, in terms of uh, they did it so clear in how they separated out. Um, what makes each one of these characters unique and fun and why you should go out and buy all of these books, you know, um, and and enjoy their stories individually. Like if you didn't know about Spider-Man Noir, like you know what it's about now and you know why it's awesome. If you didn't know about Spider-Ham, well, then you can't really read anything but the Spider-Man crossover, but you're probably going to see some (laughs) stuff coming now. Because, you know, it's funny too, because like they thought... They thought after the first event that Spider Ham was going to be like the the like takeoff success, right? <laughs> that that was going to be like the thing, and it ended up being um, Spider Gwen, right? Yeah. So like, the, and it was funny. It's be, like it's. Uh, it, I remember. I feel like it was an interview with Dan Slott where he's like, if they had done the design that I had like kind of specified for Gwen Stacy. Uh, no one would have liked her. Kind of thing. Uh, so you know, it's interesting, like how how Spider Gwen is like just rocketed in terms of popularity, and and she will with this too. She's gonna get her own flick for sure. Um, yes. And you know, one thing I would have like, I love Penny Parker, and I thought they like huge underutilized her. Like that one yeah. shot that they just did in the the again the Spider Geddon event. It's so cool, dude. Like uh, before it gets into the story, I think she's great, and like the whole that whole energy there with her and the robot, and like you know her and and like Uncle Ben and Aunt May kind of being like inverted in, in mm-hmm. her story and all that like it's so cool and i want to see that and that's the thing we can like we might see all of these things that i'm talking about that i'm being a mm-hmm. fucking goof about and and so right there that like put it at the top like fuck it i said two or three no put it at the top like i had more fun in this than homecoming like completely honestly okay. but maybe because i i almost i had to threaten a, two grown men with a purse holding while holding a purse so, <laughs> shut the fuck up 
Like oh, I stood Lord. up and was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, the theater, I'm going to get that story off pod. Yeah. I want to get that story off pod. I think I, I think told for... that when we talked about it, didn't we? <laughs> oh, well, possibly. Whatever. Uh, um, oh, God. I, I, I think I have this as number two. I think I have it ahead of Homecoming, which I have oh, number yeah. three. But because I think Homecoming... I th- homecoming is not going to have as much rewatch value, I believe, as this. Mm-hmm. Um, homecoming, even though it's not very old, is weirdly not aging well for me personally. No, uh, I concur. And, and uh, yeah, and, and I still have Spider-Man Two as as uh, the the second Sam Raimi one as the number two, and I think I still have that as number two, just because they're telling a little bit more story in that one. Not like that they're you know you know telling some great you know, epic tale of, of, you know, something that you've, you've got to watch. It's, it's not friggin you know, Schindler's list in terms of character study and development. Right. Oh, but it's, well, yeah, it's, I it's a, Remy, don't get me wrong. And, but like, I just, yeah, I think, I think that that second Toby Maguire one is just a little bit better. They get, you get into more bit of like humanity and, and into Peter Parker and that one. But I mean, this is, this is a, this is going to age so, so well. I think one? this movie, I think that's my number one. And then I've got, into the spider verses as number number two but if somebody wanted to put uh spider versus number one as you s- just suggested i i can't fault you personally for doing that it's it's like i'm i'd be like yeah i'm, f- I'm fine with that it, it was a great flick and i gotta completely agree with you that the next if, if they're to continue with this particular universe or whatever they want to call this them. or any of them <laughs> it's gotta it's gotta be the gwen the gwen yeah. stacy version ab- oh, it, yeah, imagine what that movie's gonna look like it's gonna be dark, but with like yeah. neon, vibrant colors. Lots of whites, lots of blacks, lots of like you know, pink. Spider-Man Miami, teal. basically. Yeah, yeah it's gonna like be cool. Spider Vice, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's that, and and you know, it'll give her a chance to be a lot more um, hard hitting. Not that she mm-hmm. was in this film, but I no. think she fa- yeah. facilitated a role of kind of an emotional crux in yeah. the film, you know, or a uh, rather. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, something to stabilize and and to steer you emotionally. So generally, um, you know, sh- all all of the various spider people were irrational at some point, and she was generally mm-hmm. a, v- a very good center point. If you were lost, where what I should be feeling like, look to her. She's right, you know. So, and I would like to see a film where she doesn't have to do that, or she doesn't have to be written that way, you know, where she can be. Um, upset, for example, over, you know, uh, Peter being the fucking lizard or, and I'm sorry, yeah. you know, I'm, or something like that, you know, like I, I th- there's a lot of potential. There's a lot of, 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 of really, really great ways that you could go with this, you know. Let's, uh, let's keep it with the ladies. What was your take on Catherine Hahn getting to do the first ever female version of Doc Ock? Because I, I honestly did not see that twist coming. I was sitting there waiting for it to be something, and then I was like, because I, I don't think we've ever seen a female Doc Ock before. I'm, I'm, I'm ra- I remember sitting there in the theater going, oh, man, I'm such an idiot. It was, just, it was so obvious that she was going to be Doc Ock, but then yeah. I was like, I don't think there's ever been a female Doc Ock before, so that's why it uh, I, it it threw me for a loop, but I mean, it was sitting there. It was obvious that you're like, it's going to be something. She's going to be something, but what? And then she was doc Ock. And I was like, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I quite, you know, I, I really like that design on the, uh, on the, 
the arms where they look like weird pneumatic tubes and stuff mm. like that. I'm like, that is a way to go. I, I, I thought it was cool because it's something we hadn't seen before. I'm all about stuff we haven't seen before that I think works. Yeah, the... <sighs> You know, I don't like... Okay, there is... There's a character that is like a, a female octopus, but they are like villain, but they do that thing with they, that they do with every... It's like Miss Octopus or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and that... So, like, I was really glad that they didn't do that shit, you know, because mm. that's always... Say, for example, and I, I hate to go off again, I will, I'll keep it very short, but... That was the one thing that, say, for example, that first arc of this to- this million fucking book, uh, Tom King run of Batman, um, the I Am Gotham one. It's like, why is he Gotham and she's Gotham girl? Like, why? Who decided that you flip a coin or something? Like, you know what I <laughs> yeah. mean? And it's it was the same. I always hate that um, when it's like, you know, I'm sp- you know, the spider and, you know, she's spider chick, you know, like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like they're really like, who decided this? So I was really glad that they, they didn't call her lady octopus. That's what it is. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and that's a different character with a different name, but I was Mm -hmm. glad that they didn't go with that because, yeah. yeah, they just flat out called. They only said they it once like in the movie, I think. Olivia but they, Octavia or something like that. Yeah, they were calling her Liv, and then but like they did refer to her as Doc Ock though, or something like. But only once. I'm pretty sure the the Jake Johnson uh, overweight Peter Parker uh, Earth six one six Spider Man was yeah. like, I think they call. You, I'll bet you they call you Doc Ock, right? And yeah, yeah. it kind of reminded me of the uh, the the uh, again to reference Batman that whole uh, Dark Knight's Metal thing where the the one mm-hmm. universe with the um, all the sexes inverted in the in the DC multiverse mm-hmm. now, like no one yeah. acts any different towards her in the in the Dark Knight's Metal event so they're just all like okay mm-hmm. she's awesome like be terrified you know um, and I I very much got that vibe with her I felt like she was. Once you found out that she was, uh, you know, Dr. Octopus, you realized that she was very much the driving force, Mm -hmm. um, that she had her own means. I would like to explore that in a sequel very much, which I'm hoping I'm not, again, derailing your later intents for the show. But, you know, that would be something that I would very much um, like to look at if if and when, or rather just when, I guess, you're, you're intending to do a... Um, a Miles sequel mm-hmm. that that would be one of the villains I would I would be looking at uh, as a you know there should be a couple but that I have in mind but that would be one of them that you know I'd like to see more of her which is great. Well, I think I think that yeah I think the setup is to go like I don't know if they intend to do anything with that because the last thing we saw at the end of the movie was you heard. Uh, uh, Haley Steinfeld's uh, voice as as the Gwen uh, Stacy character go, you know, hey Miles, you got a second or yeah. whatever, and then they can easily do some sort of weird time pass thing, so they can easily do the thing of do do the Gwen Stacy movie, but then at some point she has to like call uh, Miles through, yeah. call Miles just for not not to help because you don't want to do the thing where it's like, oh, I'm the lady, but I can't finish this unless the man is here. You don't want to do that sort of stupid thing, but she can call for advice or something or whatever just be like hey i need a second person for this job please i need a wheel man for 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 this job but like that would be the move for me i don't don't know but like i just really think they should go with the the gwen stacy version for as 
if if they are to continue on with this, that I think would be the the smart move. Yeah. Um, one of my all time favorite characters, and I'm I'll, admittedly I'm I'm a more I'm a bigger fan of the Hobie Brown version of the Prowler, but Mahershala Ali coming in as as Uncle Aaron in this one, and then he was just in the Prowler outfit, yeah. and I was just like, oh my god! <laughs> Another and voice I recognized right yeah. away. Like you can't yeah. you can't no. hide that man's voice. Yeah, no, it's just too good, and uh, that man might be winning an Oscar this year. So, uh, well, another one because I, yeah. <laughs> I think he's already got one. <laughs> I told him we've already got one. Uh, yeah, but like just seeing the Prowler on, and that was the thing where I was like, because honestly, I, I was kind of on the fence about um, Me too. Intro to Spider Verse. I was a little bit on the fence. I was really on the fence about this movie. Just watching the uh, the previews and the stuff and the lead up for it, it seemed very. Uh, and it was Sony, and but uh, when they gave me the, I don't know if you watched, like you saw Venom. Did you eventually go see Venom? Oh yeah, I went to see. It okay, eventually. and you sat through the the end credits when we got a preview for this. Yeah, yeah. When they showed like that little five minute preview for it, and it was like I was just, I was watching it, and I was just like, oh my god, the Miles Morales Spider Man is getting chased by the Prowler. I'm like, I am definitely going to see this movie now. Like that that sneak peek totally sold me on 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 it, just because I'm I'm a huge Prowler fan. Uh, again, bigger fan of the of the Hobie Brown version, where he's kind of more of a hero than than, yeah. than the than the Uncle Aaron version. But I I understand the need for for the Uncle Aaron version in the in, in the Miles Morales. But either way, I just love that costume design. And to to me, the Prowler is like what Spawn's supposed to be, you know. And I'm just like, God, I I just I'm a huge fan of the Prowler and really really liked all the stuff that they gave me in in that. Uh, in that movie about that death sequence was a little uh uh i thought i thought that was one of the weaker points of the movie if if i do say so myself because uh, they didn't really do anything with the whole the dad thought that who was voiced by brian T- uh, tyree henry from uh atlanta great show um they didn't really do anything with the he was like spider-man killed my brother and then <laughs> then the end he was just kind of like well i guess spider-man didn't kill my brother because i saw him fight the kingpin and he was very noble about it and i was it's like uh, that that I think was the weakest point of the movie in terms of the story they were trying to tell. I don't know. What do you think? I I would agree except for like in again as a as just cuz it was do the comic purist thing. It's like yeah. I, it was just a little hand parents know that he's Spider-Man. No. Yes. And also you know the the dad works for Shield. So mm-hmm. how like how much shit is shield gonna let you away with if you're trying to take down spider-man with the might of the nypd you know nick fury that's not kind of take a walk over and be like eh, you know mm-hmm. so mm, it, i i get it because the, none of those things are broached in in this i would have just liked it to be revealed but i also did like it i thought it was really sweet when it was just like love you you know oh yeah that yeah they I pulled they definitely really pulled sweet. it back with that moment i thought that yeah, i thought that was quite excellent yeah you know so the, the, it did it have its ups and downs absolutely um mm. but it i think i i can live with say for example the the arc of of the relationship stuff i think i can live with the the um kind of like the how quickly the prowler was dispatched in the grander scheme of things can be is fine with me because he's another villain now too, isn't he? In the comics, he's taken on yes. the moniker. Who mm-hmm. is he now? I can't think of it. 
It doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. Either way. Whatever. Um, but, uh, you know, like all of these things, they... If I was going to be an angry fanboy about it, it's like, they've made all these changes. Well, you know, then I would miss out on on this this great story. And if I was a, you know, say, for example, just a, uh, a storytelling purist where I was like, they took a shortcut here with a relationship. Mm-hmm. That's not the center point of the film. And the center point of the film is, uh, you know, it is, it's fucking Star Wars. It's a hero's journey, you know. It's a mm-hmm. we, we just watched a, an animated, you know, Kurosawa picture, you know, or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's something as old as time. The story, uh, as old as uh, any storytelling mechanism, um, you know, about uh, you know, it's it's Hamlet, it's Macbeth, it's you know, any of this stuff. Although I suppose in this particular instance, Macbeth might not be the best. You know, like Miles would be, I guess, Macduff. <laughs> Yeah, and Kingpin would be Macbeth or something like that. But you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. But yeah, you, it, like it's, I don't know. It, it was, it was pretty perfect in its flaws. So I, you know, I couldn't, I can't fault it for 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 that. I can't. I think it's just a great flick. I'm gonna watch it a, a million more times. Like it's not mm-hmm. gonna get up there with like RoboCop numbers, but it's gonna get pretty close. I think it's it's gonna be in heavy rotation in this house, you know, with the kids and whatnot. And I'm not. I'm totally just gonna be putting it on, not their choice. So yeah. What do you think? 1997 Brandon Fleet's reaction would be if you could go back in time and tell him after he just walked out of face-off in the movie theaters and said that Nick Cage was going to do, in the same calendar year, the voice in of not one, but two different cartoon characters in superhero movies. (laughs) In the same calendar year. (laughs) I seem to remember... Okay. (laughs) Sorry, I should let you... Really good joke, breathe. Sorry. Which is just bizarre. Which is no, it's fine. It's just bizarre. I just, I was just thinking well, about it. I'm like, man, he did the voice. So he was in the Teen Titans Go. Finally got to play Superman in Teen Titans Go, and then yeah. he was fucking Spider-Man Noir and Into the Spiders. Just bizarre. Just bizarre that that is something that occurred. Probably not 1997, Brandon. But I yeah. believe by the early 2000s, I was aware of the fact that Nicolas mm. Cage had if not the most impressive, one of the most impressive comic book collections in Hollywood. Like, it was pretty yeah. common knowledge by that point. At that point, I was already well into being a budding cinephile. So well, I'm he, pretty sure I was quite himself, cognizant of that. He, play, he, he gave himself the last name Cage, because that's obviously not his birth name. No. But he gave himself the last name Cage because of Luke Cage. Yeah. Or so goes the legend. Mm-hmm. It's... um. He's a huge comic nerd. And yeah. it's... It's nice, you know, to see it paying dividends in a way that that isn't, um, I won't say detrimental to his career, because I don't think that the first Ghost Rider was detrimental to his career, um, but the <laughs> second was. <laughs> well, at, at that point, his career was already kind of n- not so good. Yeah, <laughs> like, I think I, I don't think, think Ghost was, Rider was what finished him off. He he, yeah. What are you gonna do? Uh, it, <laughs> I, I just it's unfortunate because he is such a, a fan of the medium but he doesn't really strike me at this specific age 
or even at a younger age that he could do a lot of these characters. You know, when when he gets older, maybe he could be an interesting Lex, for example. Or, um, you know, there's other characters that kind of come to mind that he might be able to play. Uh, he has a unique enough voice that with a little bit of age, he might be an interesting Commissioner Gordon, for example, uh, mm. you know, in, in 20 years, something like that. But who knows? Who knows what's down the line? So it's interesting to see him be able to kind of bounce back and forth uh, it's funny that you said it's funny that you said him as lex luthor because now i'm just picturing him trying to somehow be even more crazy and over the top as jesse eisenberg's weird version of lex luthor and my head just like my brain nearly short-circuited there did it go back to that uh, did it go back to that (laughs) clip of him just like pulling out dollar bills and doing like kicks or whatever on that weird talk show yeah oh god yeah (laughs) (laughs) or what was the vampire movie where he's like a b c d right like that (laughs) I'm like, oh my god, that's what it would be. Exactly. I like it. Did you catch uh, um, Sabretooth? Is uh, yeah, Schreiber. Yeah, he voiced. um, He was the Fisk. Yeah, he was Fisk. Yeah, he was good. I mean, they gave they gave him. I I wasn't super in love with it at first, but I it, it it locked me in by the end. Yeah, I mean, it was. It's an excellent. It's an absolutely excellent voice cast that they got. A uh, ridiculously diverse, <laughs> like in 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 terms of what they're going for. Uh, I mean, shout out to John Mulaney as well, doing the voice of Spider Ham, best comedian on planet Earth right now, and in, in my opinion, loves me some John Mulaney. Um, and he was perfect, just as the weird like Porky Pig Warner Brother cartoon version of Spider Man. It was just like God. I mean, it is a lot of fun. It's just just flat out fun. That like it just word association. If you're playing a word association game with this, the first word that comes to my mind is fun. It, it's yeah, really good. Yeah. I agree. And where would you? Yeah, we already into. talked about where you would go in terms of you go Gwen for a sequel, but mm-hmm. let's say they they want to continue this trend of of specifically or at least a Spider-Verse event. So let's assume that they're going to go off and they're going to build, you know, up the older Peter story. They're going to build up Gwen's story. They're going to build up Miles' story and Penny's story and, and so on, right? What, uh, and Peter Porker, and so, <laughs> y- you know, um, what do they do to get them back together? And for the next big event, big Spider Verse oh. event, and who is the villain? Do they go with you know one of these kind of nameless, faceless, larger than life kind of things? What what would be your choice? Because obviously you know they've they've dipped in the Doc Ock pool as well as dipping mm. into um, Kingpin and Tombstone was in there, uh, you know, and the Prowler. So wh- who's your dream cast or or specific villain? for for a a spider verse sequel i i i think i got it i think i think you do the the final two uh, i think you do the spider verse version of the final two episodes of the 1990s spider-man yeah where you have spider carnage going across trying to destroy all universes again and they all have to they all have to come through because then you and then the thing that gets them and then you you just wholesale take it off and then you just have madam webb as the one who like maneuvers them through all the dimensions and goes like all right you know you all have to team up together to stop this guy or you know the the 
you know, the infinite universes as we know it will destroy. I think you just wholesale retool that one for 2020 or whatever, and then and then just go from there, and you just have Spider Carnage be the enemy. Because then they're all fighting themselves. There's another failed version of Peter Parker that they can do. You know, it's just I don't know. That that's what I. That's what about off the top Riley? of my head. Do you bring? Yeah, him in? you do. Yeah, you actually do Ben Riley, the uh, the Scarlet Spider, of course. That that would be the natural move, uh, I think. Anyway, that um, that may be super deep cuts, ultimate fanboy type stuff. But I don't know, uh, that, and that costume. But too, this like, whole movie was this fi. anyway. Yeah, like yeah, mm. it could work. Well, you could. Yeah, it could work. You could jazz up the. You could easily jazz up the uh, the scar because the Scarlet Spider outfit is literally just a onesie with a sweater with sleeves exactly. cut off it, <laughs> with a with a yeah a sleeveless sweater <laughs> cut off it, so like a sweater vest or something over top of it, if you will. Um, but like, yeah, like you, you could jazz that up. I'm sure the the cell shading animators of this uh, movie would love to have a crack at, at at a version of that. So yeah, they did a great job with Miles. Yeah. Thought that was an excellent, excellent costume. I hope it appears up in that Spider-Man video game that I'm like halfway through right now, so that I can buy it. Uh, yeah, we were really. talking about it before how the white, mm-hmm. uh, white Spidey suit was in uh, in Miles's universe. Is uh, yeah, in the Spider Cave, or, cave yeah, yeah. <laughs> and whatever you want to call it, yeah, whatever yeah. Spider-Man's version of the Bad Cave is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Holy shit! Ninety-seven percent on Rotten Tomato. Yeah, Audience score ninety-five. Wow. Bumblebee has a 98 right now. Okay, so, yeah. Uh, okay. So Rotten Tomatoes has taken a hit recently with uh, <laughs> with how their tomato meter works because I'm just like, no I think way. They're afraid <laughs> of the internet. I think the reviewers that are, are writing reviews now, well, also, I think mm. that it's a time of optimism. I know that sounds mm. like a silly thing to say, but. Uh, I, I, <laughs> generally uh the inter- internet and optimism don't really go in the same well, but sense this is the thing in terms of i mean specifically in film criticism i feel like people mm-hmm. are looking for an escape and they're not going to read your shit if you want to talk yeah. about how bad something is you that's know? true yeah so if you talk like about i was having it, none of it with venom to be perfectly honest with you like i walked like i walked out of venom going oh go fuck yourself that's a perfectly fun like fun film right yeah. like and, yeah i completely so, agree yeah, so that that was, <laughs> so yeah, you're probably right that the Venom probably scared him off of, because uh, that was the most recent. That was the last comic book movie to come out, or am I just forgetting something in between? Something come out in November that I'm not remembering. Uh, uh, Road Venom. to Perdition Two. <laughs> That's not really a movie, is it? <laughs> like, no, no, I'm just. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I mean, just just a great movie. I am. Um, you know what did come out in November though is that Batman the Animated uh, 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 Mask of the Phantasm was back in theaters. For a yeah, time. yeah. They didn't get out to see it. I was so pissed. I gotta do. We gotta do a commentary track on Mask of the Phantasm at some point. That's yeah. one of the ones we've East tucked wants away. East in on that, by the way, from Mermel. Yeah, that's one of the ones we've t- we've got tucked away that we're just kind of saving for a rainy day. Um, definitely have to do that one. Um, God, what's your overall grade? Uh, just uh, make up any system you want for for, for Spider Man to the Spider Verse. Um, you know, I would. I'm. I'm I'll go with like a uh, a nine point eight. Mm. So of, yeah. you're agreeing with Rotten Tomatoes, then? <laughs> yeah, you know, I I think you know there there's not much more that you could have done. The aesthetic is just unbelievable. Um, you got all the right people to work on it. We talked about a Phil Lord. Uh, was uh, one of the screenplay writers on it. Um, 
you know, you got the right voices, you, you, you know, um, you paid a lot of homage to a lot of the creators along the way, which was great mm-hmm. to see a lot of uh, the kind of key writers, you know, um, on various iterations of Spider-Man. Say, for example, like Brian Michael Bendis' name is all over this movie, which yes. I know he was an executive producer as well. Um, but you know what? Like, that's a good feeling. I, I don't, you know, um, some people like him, some people hate him. I personally, I, I like him a lot as a person. You know, because he he gives a lot of access to people, um, and uh, and obviously, like the world is richer for characters like Miles and like Jessica Jones mm-hmm. and stuff. Despite what you might think about Riri Williams, I think what is being done with her right now in her book, in the new Ironheart yeah. book, is is going in the right direction. So we might, you know, have some, you know, history rewriting itself later on down the road with regards to Riri as well. You know. So, um, with stuff like that, I, I think that they've done, they've, they've done everyone right. They've done the fans right. They've done the creators right. Uh, they've done the, um, the newcomers right. And they've done just the casual movie goer right. And how much more can you ask for? You know, really, you know, maybe give some more money to the creators that, that, you know, develop some of these characters. That would be the the only thing that I could think of. Hey, could you give them some more money? Like that would be it, (laughs) you know, and then we're good. Or like, let me see the movie for free. One or the other, but yeah, (laughs) well, yeah, like that. It's great. You know, what about you? Ah, just a flat out a for me. Just like, just an a, I don't want to go a plus, but like, I mean, I'm thinking about it. I'm hovering around it. Just a great yeah. experience, great film. Loved everything about it. Love the the appreciation of the history of the character across all, you know, times and variations and versions of of this. So much so much love was just paid to the character in 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 this movie that it, it was just it was absolute joy to watch. To the point where I'm I'm thinking maybe I'll move it above uh is it that I might move it above Spider-Man two at some point yeah, after I a couple more argument? watches and stuff like that. Yeah, go ahead. You, you argued earlier that, that you, or at least your, your point was something to the effect of, um, the character development, the emotional investment that you have to have in that story, et cetera. Is that what you, uh, yeah, the- very like uh, without going into fantastic detail, that was my very loose, uh, <laughs> loose reasoning yes well much much like okay so uh that movie its characters dr octopus is one of the oldest spider-man villains mm-hmm. obviously that the, the iteration of spider-man as you see it there is a very classic spider-man so you're arguably um taking a character that is from the silver age forward and is marvel by far's most popular superhero and probably only second in recognition on the planet to to Superman and really comparable. Mm-hmm. Let's be mm-hmm. honest to Superman and Batman in terms. Well, of, I'm you know I, I I think the most the three most popular characters across comic book platforms and I'm pretty this cannot be debated whatsoever is Batman, Spider Man, Superman. Yeah, those I are, think that those Batman are one, and two, and three and, sell everything though, and yeah. Superman has to be done right or people get very very upset. Exactly. But we just spoke about Bendis and I think he's riding yeah. the ship actually. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, you cannot argue that those are one, two, and three though in in Absolutely. across all platforms in terms of popularity and lovability. It's it's that's that's yeah, you cannot love all the. Th- you can debate everything in comic books. You cannot debate that. The numbers mm-hmm. 
support that theory continue yeah but but spider-man and batman sell no matter what like you could you absolutely know, you could yeah. you could wrap a piece of shit up and mm-hmm. and and say like and, spider-man shit and people would buy it and you could do this and they've batman. done it at certain occasions <laughs> yeah well so in any case my my argument or rather my my counterpoint to that mm-hmm. is that you had to do the same thing with this film uh watch the same kind of development but you also had to do the film asked of you what peter and every other spider-man and woman asked of miles in the film which was to take that leap of faith right you had to either decide in the first 10 minutes of this film to join the ride or to check out and if you join the ride you had, like you said, a, f- uh, a a fun or, like I said, a joyful experience like I haven't had this year at the theater. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen, you know, more quality films, arguably, you know, um, mm-hmm. from the, you know, the, the if you look at it from like a, a filmmaking standpoint, sure. Um, but I don't think that I could say I had more fun. And I don't think I could say that I was more emotionally invested in the journey uh, and the development of a character than I was in Miles, who, yes, for me and for you, it's a character that we've known for, what, I guess getting close to 15, 20 years, right? Mm-hmm. When did he first show up? Like, when did, when did he show up in the Ultimate Universe? Early 2000s. 2006? Miles Morales' first appearance. Let me figure that out. Should be able to have that for you in two seconds. Stalling, stalling, stalling. First appearance, Ultimate Fallout number four, 2011. Oh, wow. So seven years ago. I'm thinking the actual, yeah, I'm looking at the actual start of the Ultimate Universe. So, Mm. you know, a character that in any case we've known for, I guess, a decade at this point, Mm -hmm. nearly. Yeah. but still, you know, to the average person, and even to us, like let's be honest, like like I've read Miles in crossovers. I've read Miles in Ultimate Universe books. I've certainly read him in, say, for example, uh, I really liked his part in um, the Nazi Cap. What is it? Um, oh, Secret Hydra Empire. Cap. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Sorry, yes. Hydra Cap. Yeah, because he, he wasn't yeah. a Nazi. It's the truth. You're you're absolutely quote unquote. Yeah. Yeah. What, whatever. Well, you well, he also call it. wasn't Cap. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, well, he was, but who cares? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, I loved his role in that. I love that he, you know, he was in he, his kind of prophecies. Like, he has to kill Captain America. He has to, or Spider Man has to kill Captain America. He has to reconcile mm-hmm. that and so forth. And, um. You know, all of these things, like Miles has had a lot of development, I guess in a shorter, a considerably shorter time than, than than I thought, but he's still, a, you know, in the grander scheme of things, a new a new character. And, and Peter, you know, you had all that time. Like, I don't think you had to do that much work. Like, oh, it's Mary Jane. I'm sad because I'm yeah. going to hang out with her. Or like, oh, the Dr. lack of Mary Jane is going to beat yeah, me up. And he's going to like put mm-hmm. my aunt in danger. Like, I get mm-hmm. it. Like, yeah, it's a great story. I love Peter Parker. I'm not talking shit about Peter. But you know what? In terms of just. We've seen it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, well, not even that. It's just, even if you hadn't seen it, I think that, that this is a bolder story, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an animated. So I guess in that regard, you can't ever put it, you know, yeah, in the same category as a live action. It's just not fair. 
to compare the two because of the things that both mediums can do uh, that the other can't. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I thought it was fantastic, and and um, my argument is simply that that if you in terms of the investment that you have to make to get the same thing out of it, it would have to be a bolder choice to make. And clearly you made that choice. You know what I mean? So I feel like mm-hmm. it's going to stick with you more, you know? Yeah. It's like playing the lottery and winning the lottery on like a, you know, on a whim, or if you play every single day and winning, like it's mm-hmm. almost like, you know, you kind of expected to win the lottery, you know, somewhere deep <laughs> yeah. down inside. It's like, well, I play every week, but if you just walk in one time you know, hey, I have an extra dollar, like, can I, and you win a million dollars, like, oh my God, this is great, you know, it's going to be the greatest thing regardless, but it's it's so surprising to you. Maybe not mm-hmm. the best analogy, but I, I think that this is a, a lottery winner, you know, much more so than what I expected. I expected Spider-Man 2 to be great. Mm-hmm. It's Sam um, last question, then we'll get out of here. Yeah. Was Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse the best comic book movie of 2018 for you? I can't even remember what else came out this year. So you're up against blur. Black. You're up against Black Panther, Infinity War, and Venom. And I might be forgetting one, but I'm not sure. <laughs> the years all blend together for me. Yeah. Okay. Um, Black Panther, Infinity War, and Into the Spider Verse. Okay. So so far this year, there's a lot of the yeah, you know. Oh, Deadpool 2 came out this year, but obviously Ted, Deadpool 2, Teen Titans Go is still got to go Teen on that Titans list. Teen Titans Go was great, man. That Michael Bolton yeah. uh, singing Bear was great. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet, but I got to I got to I got to go uh got to go see Teen yeah, Titans. Yeah. Um, it's out on DVD now or on Blu-ray. Nice. I have to go check that out. Um You know what? It's too fresh for me to say completely, mm-hmm. you know, not uh, yeah, you know, it was. I think it was. Uh, it was definitely the boldest, you know. Um, it's a character that I know, but I don't know as well as, as the others that you mentioned, with the exception of T'Challa, who I read, but mm-hmm. I didn't read a lot, you know, mm-hmm. So as a kid. So, yeah, you know, Black Panther was great, but uh, I expected it to be great. You know, the score was great. I knew that going in. The director was, uh, you know, Ryan Coogler has proved his, you know, at the, at this point, he's proved his point that he's you know a guy that you can go to and just trust that he'll make a good film. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I and I I already seen you know work of his earlier in the year, so I knew I was getting into. I think Avengers uh, is not going to be remembered as well as as it is being right now. You know, in mm-hmm. the grander scheme of things. Um, well, yeah. It, well, Infinity War right now. Infinity War is is so good, but if they do the, the there's a danger with uh, what are they calling it? Avengers Endgame. Endgame there's man. there's a there's a very there's a danger that they have there that's kind of hovering over it for me personally, like the Sword of Damocles, and I'm pretty sure that they'll figure it out because they've just got so many smart goddamn people um, working on on just the story that they're telling with this universe. But if they if if whatever happens in Endgame just erases completely. The, the end of infinity war like the if the snap just gets completely reversed and nobody actually dies it'll just kind of be like in future watchings you'll watch infinity war and be like huh this no longer has any meaning whatsoever right but yeah. when you were sitting there in the theater and thanos did the snap and everybody started disappearing it was like god damn that's awesome right like oh i'm not taking re- away from the film it's a great 
movie. It is a really great movie. There was so mm-hmm. much emotional payoff um, in that flick, you know, and and we already talked about Black Panther, but Eric Killmonger was one of the best villains that I've seen yeah. in a comic book movie. Um, yes. Right up there with Thanos, so to get two of them in the same year. I think mm-hmm. they definitely had better villains, both those films, than, than this mm-hmm. film. I don't think that yeah. Kingpin was... Um, I didn't, didn't hold up quite strong, but it was fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, you they, know, they they flashbacked his his they they flashbacked yeah. his origin. Right, it was very like uh, yeah. See, it's so like fresh, it's not fair. your community would not not have been happy with the way that they <laughs> that they yeah. did that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like a little bit more leveled because I am excited because we came in here to talk yeah. about this. It's too they're, much recent bias same, to they're answer all this particular field. question. Yeah. yeah, they're all on the same yeah. scale. You know, they're 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 you know going up and down. Um, they all had these great emotional high points. I can't I can't speak to. They're all all three of those are better than Venom though, which was also a very good film. I enjoyed. Yeah, it. fun. Not a good very, film. It was a it not was a good okay, film. It was a good movie. It's a, a fun thing to sit through. Yeah, it harkened yeah. back to the to the to the days of the '90s when you could just sit there and watch a goddamn movie and enjoy it, right? And yeah. not not think too much about what was going on. That's why I love Venom. And in googling uh, comic book movies that came out in 2018, I learned that apparently DC Animated released the Death of Superman animated. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that was let's good. Get the hell you know, out of here. Uh, Peter J. Tomasi adapted that. It was f- yeah. freaking great, man. That guy yeah. that guy is a hell of a writer and a hell of a Batman editor. But he's back doing Detective mm-hmm. again. He's going to take him through a thousand that, awesome I, I want to shake that man's hand you know right in the <laughs> ship on superman too you know? all right well let's get the hell out of here so i can go watch uh, death of superman animated yeah, uh, crossover pot and crossover doing podcast. The, the, the original oh. sorry the original um crew is back they did they're doing that like prequel comic um louise simonson dan jurgens like they're all back and they're doing that like what happened in between leading up to the death of superman have you been reading yeah. any of that check that yes, out it's really good um and man they've been dc animated has been teasing red sun for years which is oh, my favorite yeah, all-time yeah. superman elseworlds comic yeah, but yeah. and they keep saying they're gonna do it and then backing out and i'm like god damn it uh anyway uh crossover podcast available at the crossover podcast.com facebook.com slash crossover podcast and soundcloud.com slash crossover podcast email contact at the crossover podcast.com if you have anything you want to email us uh we're on itunes uh please rate and review five stars only though and as always you <laughs> don't have to listen listen but you but please download uh brandon fleet go ahead and plug all your stuff good sir okay uh movies for my life is coming back spring of this year so check out moviesformylife.com for more information on that or at mermal podcast on twitter uh and obviously exploding earths is at uh, at exploding earths on twitter uh there's a new ex- episode of quick flips indie comics podcast coming out tomorrow so check that out and visit us at explodingearths.com all right, great stuff. Uh, yeah, every comic book fan's got to start listening to that Exploding Earth podcast. It's great, especially if you like indie comics. Uh, that is it for us. Uh, great to be back on the comic book side. We'll be back next week with somebody. I'll be back next week with with somebody to talk about Aquaman because I'm I'm definitely going to go see Aquaman. And uh, of course, we'll be back uh, later this week with uh, Craig and Bill, and we're going to discuss uh, week fifteen and or what happened in week 15 and we'll gamble on week 16 in the national football league. So, uh, take care everybody. And, uh, we'll talk to you next time on the crossover podcast. She was a bad, bad, nevertheless. Calling it quiz now, baby, I'm a wreck. Crash at my place, baby, you're a wreck. Needless to say, I'm keeping a check.